Welcome to Modern Marketing Messages, the leading podcast discussing the latest and greatest in both online and offline marketing tactics, strategies, and trends. I'm your host, Taylor Karg, marketing content writer at AmericanEagle.com. Today, we're going to talk about the impact of trade shows and events on your overall marketing strategy. We are joined by Alice Skiba, trade show manager here at AmericanEagle.com. Welcome, Alice. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me a little bit about your role at AmericanEagle.com, including how long you've been here, which I know has been a while, and just some of your responsibilities and what interested you in trade show management? Yeah, so um, I've been here since 2006, so just about 16 years. Wow. Um, so yes, very long time. <laughs> Came straight out of college. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, with my role, I, I started in kind of more of a general marketing capacity. And when I first started, we weren't doing very many trade shows as a company. So I was kind of doing a little bit of everything when it comes to marketing. Um, when we first started doing trade shows, I really didn't have a very big background in that at all. So I actually learned a lot from Norb, who's our oh, company founder. Yeah. He helped me kind of look through those exhibitor kits, which can be really overwhelming. They're usually like 60 to 80 pages long. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I do with all this information? Yeah. So he kind of really helped me navigate those waters when I first oh, started. Shout out, Norb. Yes. That's so awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, ever since kind of tackling the first couple of trade shows, it's something that I really you know, began to enjoy doing at the company. And over the years, it just became something that I became dedicated to. So now my current role is trade show manager. Um, I help manage about anywhere between 30 to 50 trade shows a year. Wow. So it's it's quite a lot. Um, <laughs> but I kind of manage everything from show orders, trade show shipping, um, pre and post show marketing, um, managing our vendor relationships, and then also, you know, doing reporting after every trade show. So it's been you know, 16 years of learning and I'm still constantly learning. Yeah. And that's great. And that makes me even more excited for our conversation today because I'm sure things have changed so much yes. since you first started mm -hmm. doing this and learning about it in 2006 compared to now. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome because I've also, you know, in my previous roles, I've been to quite a few trade shows. And although it was a different industry, I'm excited to learn more about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes mm -hmm. as opposed to just attending and working the booth and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yes. So jumping right in, let's kind of set the stage. What is the current landscape of the trade show and events industry? Yeah. So as you can imagine, it's changed quite a bit in the last like three years in um, particular. Yeah. Um, COVID being a big, a big factor <laughs> in all of that. So before COVID in 2019, I'm just going to throw a stat at you. Yeah. In the U.S., the B2B trade show market was worth $15.58 billion. Wow. So it's a huge, huge um, revenue generator. In 2020, when the pandemic hit, obviously that took a really sharp decline. It dropped down to $5.6 billion. But it is expected to rebound to very close to the pre-pandemic numbers. So it's expected to go back to about $14.5 billion in 2024. So that's a, a really good sign. Things are starting to kind of trend upward. But yeah, I mean, aside from COVID, a lot of things, you know, have 
affected that shift um, and the landscape that we have now. I mean, a lot of people are working from home. So like yeah. the travel, going into trade shows is definitely a little bit trickier. Um, rising prices, in particular, the cost of travel and airfare. Obviously, yeah. right now we're in a you know time where travel is not not cheap, no. not, not, <laughs> not what it used to be pre-pandemic. So I think a lot of those factors are playing into people coming back to trade shows. So um, it's nice to see the upward trend of things kind of going back to where they were. But I think the landscape right now is still trying to get to those back to those pre-pandemic numbers. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And just thinking about any event that I've gone to and there's just significantly less people. And I'm assuming that was happening, you know, in the trade shows and events is have you hosted events where you were expecting, you know, a lot more people to attend and then it's just still not back to what it used to be? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think it's taking time for people to feel comfortable to coming back too. I think, you know, COVID's still a factor for some people. Um, I think, you know, we just hosted a forum not too long ago and we did have a very nice turnout, but definitely, you know, some people were still a little bit weary about coming to an in-person event. So a trend that I see out of that is a lot of um, companies are now doing hybrid events. So we kind of did that for our forum as well. We wanted to give our clients the option to watch the event virtually if they didn't feel comfortable coming in. Or of course, we encourage them to come in person if they wanted to. That makes a lot of sense too. And besides, you know, hybrid events, are there any other trends you've seen kind of taken hold within the last year or even, you know, the last six months now that things are trending upward toward more attendance to in-person events? Yeah. So for in-person, definitely. I mean, one thing is experiential marketing. That's been around for quite a while. But for those who don't know what that is, it's basically kind of creating an experience for your booth attendees, like making them feel like they're immersed in something or can really kind of experience your product or service. Um, So that's something that's really been taking off. Um, Also gamification. So getting attendees involved in kind of collecting points or, or earning some kind of a prize for interacting with your company. So that's definitely been a trend. Um, overall, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I see too is just making your attendees feel welcome in your booth. So whether that's just having your staff be really engaging with people or making sure your graphics and your booth setup are set up in a way that, you know, really make people feel like they're part of your your booth and your company. Yeah, totally. And I like how you mentioned the gamification of that, because mm-hmm. thinking back on, you know, all the shows that I've been to, I'm like, if there is an awesome display and then mix that with they're giving out free stuff, um, I am there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely helps pull uh, people yeah. <laughs> So let's get into why trade shows and events are important for a business's overall marketing strategy kind of, you know, the overall theme for today's episode. How do they contribute to a business's overall goals? Yeah. So another interesting stat for you. So B2B companies, and this was an interesting one to me, 29% of their entire marketing budget is usually allocated to live events like trade shows. You said 29%? 29%. Wow. Yes. So it's, it's pretty significant yeah. amount of, of a marketing budget. I think the reason that is the case is because they they work, you know, I yeah. think, you know, they bring in a, a good ROI. Um, and I think, you know, companies 
realize that they need to have a mix in their marketing strategies. They can't just focus on one thing. They need to do various different things. So um, in particular, I think trade shows are good because they're one of the few face-to-face marketing strategies. You know, yeah, everything absolutely. is digital these days, email and social and everything. And I think trade shows stand out because they allow you to kind of have that face-to-face interaction. So I think they're an important part of, of businesses' marketing strategies, and I don't think they're going to go away. Yeah, certainly not. And I like how you mentioned the face-to-face interaction because, you know, what we've seen over the last few years, and especially with the pandemic, was that a lot of that face-to-face interaction went away. And, you know, the owners of our company always say we'd much rather, you know, meet prospects and customers face-to-face because there is that element of, you know, humanity and learning about people and getting to know them. So, yeah, I love that point. Absolutely. How do you convince the C-suite that trade shows and events are important, especially, you know, given the rising cost of everything? So kind of what has been your strategy with that? Yeah, I mean, hopefully that they can see the value based on previous success, too. I mean, I think that's one way that we kind of help, um, you know, convince C-suite here is last year, this is how much new business we got out of trade shows. So them seeing that there is so much potential to get new business, I think is is an excellent tactic to use. Um, also, I mean, you can't deny that that people just, the people that go to trade shows are usually either buying or um, are influencers in the buying decision. So another stat, I think 81% of trade show attendees have some kind of a buying authority. Oh, wow. Um, So knowing those details, it's like, it's just a great opportunity to kind of be exposed to those buyers and and kind of have um, a place in in the exhibit hall to, to have this conversation. So I think most businesses realize that it is an important marketing tactic to have in the mix. Yeah, and 81% is huge. It is. I didn't I figured, you know, it would be a large number, but 81% is massive. Yeah, and I mean, that's not to say that every show has that stat, but I do think that even if they're not you know, the person buying, they do have some sort of an influence. Yeah. And then can go back and, you know, talk to those who do have that influential power. Right. Exactly. And to play a little bit of devil's advocate on your first point. So you said to convince, you know, the C-suite of going to a show kind of depends on the performance of it last year. Mm -hmm. So how do you convince them of a new show? Yeah, that's a little trickier. So with new shows, you definitely want to do your homework, be armed with all the details. I think, you know, I get grilled sometimes by our owners too, like, who attends this? Like, what kinds of companies? What are their roles? Like, why why should we be investing all this money into the show that we have really no experience in? Mm -hmm. Um, So really kind of figuring out who the attendees are. Are they the right fits for us as a company? You know, are they decision makers that attend? So oftentimes we'll ask show planners to share like their previous attendee list with us or we'll ask them to kind of give us even references for other companies that exhibit. And um, a lot of times we reach out to like our partners that have been to the shows before and get their feedback. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of get those details and figure out if it could be the right show yeah. for you. Yeah, definitely have to do your research yes. on those ones. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. So let's move on to pre-show planning. What processes are involved when it comes to, you know, planning for a show? Yeah. So, I mean, 
checklists are big yeah. for me. <laughs> have have a really nice checklist to go off of. There's a lot more that goes into planning that people than people see. It's not just you know sign up for the booth and show up and that's it. Yeah, um, there's so much that goes into it. So um, I say at a minimum, definitely two to three months in advance, at least start like pre planning for the show. Um, and that includes things like, you know, mapping out your emails that you're going to be sending out, social posts, kind of figuring out which sales reps will be attending and kind of get them trained up, too, on, on what to expect with the show. Make sure they really know the audience and the show. There's kind of a lot of things with show orders and booth shipping and all that that goes into to pre-planning as well. But um, on the marketing side of things, I think definitely, you know, the focus for us is trying to get um, appointments as well. So right. I think that really sets you up for success with with the trade shows is if you show up and you've already got some appointments preset. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, we do that through personal outreach as well. So a lot of times we'll have our sales reps um, do some LinkedIn, targeted LinkedIn outreach or target specific attendees that they know will be there and, and you know, try and get them to come to our booth, talk to us or even meet with us at the show. So, yeah. So we, you know, you mentioned a little bit about targeted LinkedIn outreach, some social media and emails. Which pre-show marketing tactics have you found to be the most effective? Yeah, I mean, we do a mix of everything. And um, to me, I I do feel like that personal outreach works best. I mean, um, I'm in marketing and I'm not bashing social or email (laughs) because it all works very well, too. But I think you know, aligning with just that trade shows are more face-to-face and personal in nature. I think that personal outreach, whether it be, um, you know, a phone call or um, a personal email, not an email blast, I think that really still works best. Um, I do feel like people want to talk to other people and not feel like they're just a, a number in the bucket. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that that really has worked the best for us. So we always make sure with every show to try and have like a targeted kind of Um, cherry-picked list of people we definitely want to talk to. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's move on to post-show. We talked a lot about the pre-show. What processes are involved post-show? What goes on once it's over with? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think, um, I come back from the show, it's done, it's over, there's nothing else, when in fact, post-show is probably one of the most important parts of the whole trade show process. One stat I found, 70% of companies don't have a formalized plan or process for following up with trade show leads. And that was kind of like mind blowing to me. The fact that, you know, a lot of these companies invest so much money into these shows and then they have like no formal process for following up with those leads. So we always make sure to have our sales reps follow up within a few days of the show with whatever method of communication they want. Some people want us to wait a week after the show to follow up because, you know, they need to catch up on things when they get back to the office. But usually it's an email or a phone call a few days after the show. We also kind of dig dig into every show and meet with our staff and kind of figure out what worked well, what didn't work well, and collect all that data so that for next year we kind of know what to change, how to pivot, all of that. So um, I think all of that post-event meeting and follow-up information is extremely important. Yeah, I definitely agree. When you say, you know, the trade show is over, how are you measuring the effectiveness of it? Yeah, so every company is different in how they measure effectiveness. That's a great question. Um, Some people go to trade shows exclusively for brand awareness, and that's kind of a little trickier to measure. 
for us. And then some people go just to like scan as many leads as they can and kind of collect as many contacts as they can. Um, And then others are really focused on quality leads and making sure that the people that we do talk to the right fits for us. And we kind of fall in that third bucket. We don't necessarily need to scan every single person at at the show. We, We more focus on the sales qualified leads that ones that are actually going to be opportunities for yeah. us. Quality um, over quantity. Quality <laughs> yeah. over quantity. Um, but, you know, every company is different, especially if it's like a new product or service. I think, you know, some companies just really want their brand to be out there and they really just want the masses to see them and to get as many contacts yeah. as they can. So, you know, depending on your goals, your, you know, reporting and all that is going to be a little bit different. But for us, definitely, you know, we focus on making sure that we have opportunities that we can then hopefully follow up and and close on. Yeah, certainly, because then that makes, you know, the monetary investment that much more worth it. Absolutely. This is a random side question, but what has, you know, been a show that has just a crazy amount of money for a booth? Oh, my gosh. Um, I feel like some of the big shows that could be anywhere. I've heard, you know, 60 grand and up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's I mean, there's one show we're doing shop talk. I won't disclose how much we're spending on yeah. it, but <laughs> booths range and they start, I think, around like 20 or 30,000. Oh, wow. And they go up to more than six figures. So, you know, with somebody purchasing. Six figures? Yes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and um, I mean, the really big booths that shows, like the ones that are like 20 by 20 or more, they're, they can invest almost a million dollars, believe it or not, in one show. Holy smokes. I'm not, if That's not, you know, unheard of. Yeah. Definitely when it comes to like. The, you know, the actual purchase of your space is one part. People also invest in the booth build, the design, flying out their staff. So like all in, it really is a very big expense. But yeah, it's all over the board. We do some yeah. shows where they're five, $500 yeah. for a table and two <laughs> chairs. And then obviously some booths that are a lot more. So it's just kind of all over the board. Yeah. I remember um, at one of my previous positions, one of our biggest shows in the industry was an ingredient show. Okay. And the most insane booth that you would ever see this one company had a two-story booth. Yep. Where you, you know, if you had a private meeting with some of their salespeople, you'd go up the stairs and there's, you know, a whole bar up there, a table, some chairs, sit down, they give you food and drinks. And you're like, this is absolutely insane. It's an experience. Yeah, yeah they... <laughs> there goes the experiential marketing yes, aspect no. of it. Well, and I think the, the meeting space is actually very clever. You know, some of these convention halls, they don't have a lot of like quiet spaces yeah. for meetings. So mm-hmm. a lot of these really intricate booth builds do have like these like soundproof rooms built in. Yeah. Oftentimes on the second floor where they can kind of use it as a a space to have meetings and kind of which I can see the benefit of that because it kind of gets you away from the craziness you know it's not so loud there's not a ton of distractions of people walking by or like you know announcements being made any of that kind of stuff yeah trade show floor can be very loud so it is a a, a tiring (laughs) experience a a quiet conversation (laughs) can be welcome for sure as well so earlier we talked about getting the C-suites buy-in on a new show, but how do you personally select new trade shows or events to attend? Ask a lot of questions of the show planners. I think um, when there is a new show, I definitely kind of schedule calls with the planners and ask them just a ton. And do you get 
those from like press releases or just emails that are reaching out to you? Or how do you even find out about these new shows? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is um, other people recommending shows to us. So our staff actually recommends a lot of conferences to us. Um, Either they've been to them in the past or one of their clients or prospects mentioned it to them. Or, you know, as you know, we have a really deep partner uh, network here at American Eagle. So a lot of times our partners will recommend shows to us. So a lot of times they really just come to us. I'm also, you know, being here for 16 years on a lot of mailing lists. Yeah. So I think <laughs> sure. I, my email just comes up for a lot of new trade shows. Yeah. Um, so I think between that and hearing from a lot of people, we just kind of you know, I don't do a lot of Googling of new shows, yeah. to be honest. I well, mean, that's good. Yeah. Unless we're trying to like tap into a new market. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them just kind of come our way. Yeah. Interesting. And I just thought of this kind of throughout our conversation and thinking about, you know, you said 30 to 50 trade shows a year, how much planning and just time it takes for all of these. Have you experienced or, you know, like those you send to a lot of shows, ever experience, you know, some kind of like trade show fatigue or, you know, does it ever get to be a lot? Yes. Um, I think we do try and mix up who we send to trade shows. So it's not the same, the same people, people going. going over and over. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it can be tiring and definitely, you know, being on the road for that long. And some of these trade shows, the hours are not short. You know, they can go from 7 a.m. through 6 p.m. You know, yeah. it's, it could be really long hours. So it could be a lot of a lot of hard work for our staff. Um and I mean, me on the planner side, too, yeah. I can get some fatigue no, from totally. planning. 30 to 50 a year is, is crazy. Well, and I think it's difficult to kind of treat each one as like a separate entity, too. Sometimes yeah. you get into the motion of like I'm planning every show and kind of going down my checklist. But I do try and kind of take a new approach to every show and realize that, you know, they're not all the same industry. They're not all the same attendees. We definitely want to be catering to every show in a unique way as best as we can. So, you know, it's it's definitely something that I think any trade show planner can probably relate to is yeah. like just trying to be unique with each each event and not just getting into the habit of rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, yeah. because mm-hmm. then I think it comes across to the attendees, too, is if you don't feel like you're really speaking to them in your booth. Yeah. Well, Alice, I know from what I know about you and our conversation today, you do a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so let's talk about 2023 planning. What is next year looking like for the trade show and events industry? What have you seen? Yeah, I mean, I think hopefully things pick up even more. I mean, as we kind of talked about, the forecasts all are are trending upwards. So I think more in-person events will be happening. I think we'll be busy in 2023. (laughs) I definitely, I mean, our partners alone keep us very busy, which we appreciate with with trade shows and stuff. But I mean, I still think, you know, I think that the deterrence we may see economic uncertainty, uncertainty with like the travel, the rising travel costs, that might be something that affects trade show attendance in 2023. But overall, I mean, I think people are very eager and wanting to go back to in-person conferences and events. So I do see the trends moving up and moving forward. So hopefully that means we have a lot of shows in 2023. Should be an exciting year next year. So before we wrap up today, I wanted to ask you if there are any resources out there that people can follow or read to kind of stay up to date with the industry or what do you use to also stay on top of the industry. 
there's a lot of really great resources. I particularly love Exhibitor Online. Okay. Um, they are a great resource. They have a magazine, and they also actually put on their own conference every year called Exhibitor Live. Oh, I've been fine. Lucky enough to go twice. Yeah. Um, to the event, it's it's great. Anyone in trade show or event planning, I think Exhibitor Online has wonderful resources. Um, in addition, there's IAEE, which is the International Association of um, Exhibitors and Events. So they are also a great resource for they do, I think, research studies and have a lot of good information. So that's a good one. And then lastly, Trade Show Executive. I believe they also have a magazine, but they are also an online um, kind of producer of news in the space. So all oh, three of awesome. those are great. Yeah. And we will certainly add those links to the show notes today so that our listeners can check those out as well. Okay. Well, Alice, that was all of the questions I had for you today. Thank you so much for providing me with all the ins and outs of trade show planning. I learned a lot. I'm excited, you know, for what's to come. And just thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Modern Marketing Messages. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you like this episode, follow the podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us. While you're at it, give us a rating and share this podcast with others. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Modern Marketing Messages. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Taylor Card, and I'll be back with another Modern Marketing Message.